Greetings, Scott here, DM for the Adventure with Advantage podcast. Thanks for listening. Episode 8. Previously, let me go over what happened previously. I have a recap. I have to write them out because I forget. The party was given an assignment to investigate a murder that had taken place in the Sun's Rise district. As their investigation continued, they seemed to keep coming up empty-handed. Then a second murder took place, this one being very similar to the first. As they questioned the spirit of the second victim with the assistance of Captain Doring, they got their only lead, the weapon that was used in the murder, a steel dagger with a gold handle and an engraving on the side. After asking around town, they found that the dwarves over at Armed Arms had done a commission for the daggers that were very similar for the Oldman Theater about a year ago. So they made their way to the ruined theater and were greeted by a doppelganger who they believed to have been Gallum, a playwright of the theater. Gallon had gone crazy as well as obsessed with the party, believing himself to be the villain, and them the heroes in the play he had written and was acting out. After a fight scene with multiple scene or a fight with multiple scene changes, Levy was able to get the killing blow as Gallon got exactly what he wanted, a death that would not be forgotten. The party collected Gallon's body and began making their way to speak with Grogger and Captain Doring. And that is where we pick up. So you guys remember, you, like I said, just made your way out of the, over at level 20, just made your way out of the Oldman Theater, uh, which is right over here, and had the body of Gallum, the doppelganger who you guys fought in the theater. Um, yeah, I'm carrying that body. Point. Yep, you're carrying it. It is dark right. at this point. Um, out, what would you guys like to do? We need to head back to the, the guards' quarters. We need we need to turn this body over. Lead the way. So head that direction. Okay. Good right. thing it's on the complete other end of town. <laughs> yeah. Carrying a dead body through town. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you careful. He's not a hero. <laughs> <laughs> I got All right. So you guys make your way um, around the gray docks um, through. Sun's rise, um, kind of hit with this feeling of not nostalgia, but you know, I think it's only been at this point two days, maybe three days, since you were in Sun's rise investigating the murder originally. Um, that's where you guys at first encountered uh, Kiara and were asking her questions about it. Um, so you guys make your way through Sun's rise. There's not a lot of people out. Um, it's pretty, at this point, it's dark out, nighttime. Um, make your way. Is, but is there but is there still people around, though? Um, there are occasionally. You do, 
Are we getting any kind of weird looks because we're carrying a dead body? We're getting some strange looks, but um, <clears throat> as the people kind of get a better look, they can kind of see that it's not really a person that you're carrying. It's some and, weird. And any guards are along the way during uh, our walk? As, so as you kind of get to the end of Sun's Rise, you do eventually come up to some guards uh, who are kind of on patrol. Um, and as you get closer to one of them, they kind of raise up their hands and kind of put their arms on their, or their hands on their swords, and they're like, Halt! What are you doing? What is that you're carrying? Uh, this attacked us when we were in the theater district, and we defeated it, and we're taking it to the guardhouse. Would you escort us? Could I make a persuasion check? But it's the truth, though. <laughs> well, I mean, you're carrying a body. Uh, 13. 13. Okay. Um, the guards kind of look at each other hesitantly, um, but he's like, all right, follow, follow us. We will uh, lead you to the guardhouse. Thank you. <laughs> and they kind of like give each other glances. Uh, one of them leads in front and the other one follows behind as you guys make your way um, out of Sun's Rise, across Storm's Passage, um, and into the Merchant Quarter. And you said you're making your way to the guardhouse? Yeah, I figure that's probably the best place to go to get rid of a body that, you know... I mean, we, we just killed someone, so, like... <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this to get flamed on us of, like, hey, we're murderers and stuff. It's not... It, I don't want to get pinned for that. Yeah, no, I got it. All right, so you guys make your way over to the guardhouse. Um, as you approach, there's some lights outside, or torches lit. Um, and you can see there's some lights on inside, uh, and the guards kind of lead you guys in. Uh, and as you get closer, he's like, um, and who were you bringing this body to? Uh, ideally, Captain Doring. Uh, and as you say this, the woman who you'd spoken to before, who's kind of the secretary, for lack of a better word, um, she's like, oh, yes, he actually just arrived a few minutes ago. He's in his office right now. I know you guys were here asking about it earlier. Yeah, that, it would be great if we could if we could talk to him. I'm sure he'll, he'll definitely be interested in what we have. Does she see the body on me? She does and kind of looks around Levy's body and kind of like gives a quick like shiver and oh gosh. Um, <laughs> off guard. Um, but they. What with my devilishly good looks? <laughs> just behind you. Like, yeah. You don't know that she's looking at the body. You think she's looking at you and gives you a odd look. <laughs> oh, there you go. Uh, all right, so she leads you guys. You've gone to Captain Doring's office before. Um, it's just a room in the uh, in the guardhouse, uh, and she the door is kind of cracked open, and she knocks um, and kind of pushes the door open, and she's like, um, "Captain Doring, there are some uh, people here to see you." And as you guys, the door is kind of pushed open, you can see him sitting at his desk. Uh, he seems to have some bottle of liquor or something out on his desk, and he seems to be kind of just sitting there drinking and was kind of lost in thought as the door is opened. Um, and as he sees you guys, he kind of sets it down and is like, oh, um, come, yes, come in, come in, please. And he kind of ushers you guys in. Uh, and at that point, you guys step in, and the guards and the uh, secretary leave. And it's just you guys and Captain Doring. 
And he goes, well, I would love to hear the story behind this. Yeah. So, um, small, a short story is, uh, we tracked down where the, uh, the dagger was created, found that it was sent off and given to, um, a bunch of people that, um, that had run a successful run of the, uh, one of the plays a year ago or so. And so we decided to go check out the old theater and see if there was anything we could find. And when we got into the theater, we sprung a trap and got attacked by our friend here. He's like, interesting. And what exactly is your friend? Well, he believes to, he is the uh, murderer of late, and we uh, we disposed of him. He um, he left this journal behind, and I flip him the journal which I've already mm-hmm. looked over. Yeah, and yeah, tell him I just want to be like, hey, it's it was the the playwright for the old play, and it looks like losing the theater for him drove him mad and wanted to do something crazily different and make a new grand scene and a new play, but this time have him cast himself as the villain, and he drove himself to these delusions that we were the heroes, and so he lured us into there and attacked us. I mean, we're we're kind of beat up a bit. <laughs> and he's like, uh, you know, kind of still looks bleeding. You and... <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm still bleeding. So like leaking out of his body. <laughs> it's falling onto the floor. Uh, he kind of looks you guys over and he goes, I can see that. Uh, and as you were talking, Levy, he was kind of thumbing through the the book, the journal you had tossed him. He's looking and he's like, well, that is certainly an odd story and not something I was expecting. Uh, what proof do you have that he was the one committing these murders? Well, we have his journal where he talks about what he's doing. <laughs> So, I mean, there's some proof right there. uh, That is good. I hadn't gotten to that part yet. Um, Well, that is good to know. Um, And you said he was the playwright for the theater. Yes. Interesting. Um, His name was... Oh, God. uh, I wrote it down. Gellum. Gellum. Yeah. Interesting. And he, he, at this point, he kind of gets up and walks towards Steel Scar, kind of examining the body. He kind of, like, grabs the the head since there's no hair and kind of looks in the face and um he just if you uh if you peel back the eyes and open them up you'll be able to see it's exactly the same as what uh the two dead that had you had interrogated described and he kind of nods and as the head's lifted up kind of pulls back the eyelids and sees that it's like the white you know, eyes that you guys had seen and that was described to you and he goes well everything seems to line up he just kind of takes a deep breath and exhales and it's like you're welcome to set that body down Steel Scar, no reason to continue to hold it um I, I like place it on, I don't, I don't slam it, I like gently place it on the floor Okay. I'm trying to make a mess in here. And he kind of walks over to the door and calls uh, some guards over uh, and requests them to, you know, dispose of the body. Um, 
He's like, did you guys have anything? I, we're disposing of the body. Not sure you guys needed it for, I don't know, your job or anything like that? No, 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 please. Uh, what we report on is the news and the story, not we don't need a corpse for that. <laughs> we brought it. We brought it just in case you had maybe questions for it, since you seem to be able to speak to the dead. So we weren't sure if you were interested in the body or not. Uh, and he uh, looked at the rules of something real quick. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know how the spell works, but Skillscar doesn't know how the spell no, works. No, I, I know, I know. I, I'm looking it up. <laughs> kind of looks over the body and he goes unfortunately I don't believe um, that spell will work on this body so I, I do appreciate um, you bringing it to me we also didn't want to you know be in any kind of trouble for getting in this fight and having you know something <laughs> dead show up it's not really our MO actually I, I prefer to keep things alive he kind of chuckles, and he's like, I understand. Um, well, would you guys like to have a seat? Um, well, uh, I look over to Steel Scar and Elamir, and she's like, you guys, can. you're welcome to stay, but unfortunately, I still have a report to make about this. Because the news does not rest. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at Captain Dern like, I would love to join you, but I am done for the day. I am exhausted. I need to rest. I am severely injured. So I'm going to have to pass. I'm sorry, but thank you for the invitation. I uh, don't like to be alone in social situations, so. <laughs> <laughs> he he kind of nods like, I understand. Another time, then. Agreed. Yes, uh, we'll take you off. Hold on, uh, Carthus. What was the the guard's name that got killed that we knew? Kiara. 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 As I walk away, I'm like, just know that this one was for Kiara. We we met her recently, but we somehow got along great with her. He's like, I. She was um, the friend of Minnie here in the guardhouse. It is very sad to see her to see her go. It is appreciated. Um, at this point, the guards have dragged away the body, so the body's not there anymore. Um, he's like, well, have a good night then. Thank you very much for um, Can I get the, would it be possible um, to get the journal back, Captain Doring? Oh, of course. Just for he, um, slides it back over to you. He's like, you, you have saved this town a great deal of fear and death. And I greatly appreciate your assistance and your um, willingness to do the right thing. And Thank you. Kind of as you guys start to leave, he's like, "Oh, and one more thing, Levy. When you write your report, if I could make a request, what is it? Don't write your story about this monster. Write it about the people who were lost." the people who were hurt throughout this. 
They're the ones who suffer the most. Don't let him get what he wanted. I don't want to give him the notoriety that he so desired. That sounds like we're all we're on the same page. Like, well, have a good night, boys. Rest up. I salute and I leave. He salutes you back and wave and goes back to his his desk and goes back to drinking. Um, Is uh, is the gazette still open? Uh, So you guys step out into the city uh, and. As you guys had walked by, it did not look like the Goblin Gazette was open, no. It's it's pretty late at this point. Um, you're surprised that Doring was actually even at the guardhouse. Okay. Um, should we go uh, Should we go head in for the night? Uh, I'd like to make some notes. I don't think I'm going to write the full report today. I think I'll probably write some notes and then write it in the morning. Yeah, probably best. I'm ready for bed. I'm done. <laughs> All right, so you guys are heading back to the uh, the Balding Bard to rest? Yep. Yeah, yeah, please. So you guys move down the street, um, feeling a kind of a weight lifted off your shoulders, right? This, You guys were investigating this murder, and it kind of you know, felt like things were eluding you, and you were worried you might not be able to figure it out, but that sense of accomplishment and just relief that no one's going to die tonight bring some comfort uh, as you guys make your way into the Balding Bard. Um, it's pretty late at this point. Uh, Balding Bard's not as busy as usual, but it's still a lively atmosphere. Uh, you can see people sitting around tables, drinking, eating, merry, kind of, you know, uh, ignorant to the, the horrors you've faced recently. Um, and as you guys actually enter... Uh, start making your way towards your rooms, you see a familiar face sitting at the bar. Uh, you see Grogard sitting there talking with uh, Harry, the owner of the Balding Bard. Uh, and as you guys make your way in, he sees you guys and waves to you. And he's like, Levy, Elamir, Steelscar, good to see you, boys. And he kind of like looks you guys over. He's like, looking a bit rough. I assume you guys um, found what you were looking for with the theater? Uh, we found what we were looking for, or what was looking for us. He's like, I would love to hear it. So, why don't we find a why don't we he find kinda, a small seat? He, he pulls out a chair. Yeah, he pulls out a chair. And he's like, take a seat, take a seat. And he looks to Harry. He's like, Harry, a round for these boys on me. And Harry's something strong, nice. Harry. <laughs> it's been a long like, one. Oh, of course, of course. I'll get you something strong. Um, so Harry kind of turns around, gets you guys each something to drink, slides it across the bar to you guys, um, and Grogard and Harry at this point are kind of waiting to hear what you guys have to say. So, uh, Grogard, it was Gellum the whole time. The playwright. Yeah. The playwright, yeah. He, uh... Interesting. He wanted to throw himself into and become the villain of a new play, one that, one that he was just masterminding and had us playing as the heroes and so he kind of just lured us into uh, the theater and some crazy magic and fantastic scene play uh, switching scenes all around (laughs) just crazy stuff going on and 
eventually we felled him and uh, his last desire was for him to be remembered for this to get out for for his legacy to continue and be out there and I'm I'm a bit concerned about what I'm going to be writing for this article I don't really want to give him the uh, the notoriety he des- he he's so desired for this because I don't it it just can't be out there to like make sure that someone might be inspired by his work to do the same thing. It was terrible, terrible things that have been happening around this city. And we just need to make it better. So and what what do you propose then? We talk about the people that happened this this happened to. We talk about um, Kiara, the soldier who lost her life. We talk about Sebastian the beggar who was killed. And we talk about the good people of this city who stood together and fought against it. Thinks for a moment, you know, kind of rubs his hand on his chin. It's like, I like it. I guess we'll have to see what you can do, huh? Let's see what I can do. <laughs> he kind of like smacks tables. I like that attitude. Drink up, boys. Come on. And he kind of bring holds up his mug to you guys. And he says, a toast to a job well done. Toast. Kink. Yep. Kink and takes a big drink. Um, oh, and, and uh, he joins in with you guys. Go ahead. What? Crawgard. Just want to pass him the journal and be like, you might find this interesting. He's like, and since I love some. This is, uh, yeah. This is just his journal. We found it while we were, uh, investigating the theater. I will um, take a look. I love some before bed reading. I'll see what I can find in there. Um, It's certainly a story that I was not expecting. Um, And uh, one more thing. I pull out the dagger and I place it on the table in front of us. Still got this. And uh, I was wondering, look over at like Elamir. You would you happen to want something like this? He kind of picks up the dagger, takes a look at it. Um, oh, I was offering it to Elamir, just showing Grogger. Elamir, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I thought you were giving it to him too. No, no, no. I'd rather give it <laughs> I to you. You're asking his permission for us to keep it. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just kind of showing it to him. Like we we got this and uh, kind of kind of a nice little spoil from this. Yeah, have some sneaky, sneaky stab, stab. Yeah, for, 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 uh, <laughs> for, for some, our, for some of our protection. <laughs> All right. Um, are you taking it, Elmir? Yes, please. Okay. All right. Um, so you pocket the gold dagger, or the dagger with the gold hilt. Um, that is yours. Uh, you do detect. I don't know if I said this last session, you do detect that it is enchanted, but you're not sure what the enchantment is. I can identify that if you'd like. Yeah, sure. If you gave it to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, give me one second. Alright, I'm gonna try this on DD Beyond. I've not done this before. I don't know if I can share the item with you. Let's see. Um, if it's part of your campaign, he should be able to search for it. 
It's probably hidden right now. Let's see what happens. Mm. It's a dagger. <laughs> you get a dagger. I get a dagger. My dagger. Uh, Do I get a dagger too? <laughs> Are you part of the way to share it with you? Um, but so you're gonna go ahead and use identify on it. Yeah, sure. Okay. It just uh, ritual version. Gonna be annoying. What's the? Uh, what's the? Actually, no. I still got a spell slot. Screw it. We'll just do a. We'll just cast it. Okay. Oh yeah, you can do it as a ritual. Okay. Do you yeah, have a so. pearl worth at least 100 gold pieces? Yeah, I bought one. <laughs> you I went and okay. bought one. You did? Okay. Yeah, remember? All right, so you, uh, you, you focus on the spell you know, as you recite your incantation. Uh, are you doing it as a ritual or just a spell? No, I'm just spell it. Okay. I, right, I had so a spell slot left. Yep, so you, uh, you, know, you, you recite the incantation for the identify spell. Um, as you kind of peer into this weapon to kind of understand its properties, um, and as you do that, you just feel kind of this information flood into your head. Um, its name is Encore, um, and I can send you... Do you want me to just tell everyone, or do you want me to send you the details? Yeah, just tell everyone, because I'm going to okay. share it anyways. That's fine. So, the weapon has a few properties. Number one is returning, which is what you guys saw, so when you throw the weapon, it returns to your hand as a free action doesn't cost you guys anything uh it is also magical and gets a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls uh it has an ability called encore when you're reduced to zero hit points you can instead be reduced to one hit point and take one action once you use this ability you cannot use it again until you've taken a long rest Ooh. and the last ability adlib when you make a performance, persuasion, or deception check, you can choose to roll with advantage. You can use this ability twice between long rests. Dang, that's pretty good. Nice. I was able that's to find broken. it too, so I just added it to my inventory. <laughs> oh, you found it? Yeah. Oh, that's it was cool. in there. It was awesome. in D&D Beyond. Cool beans. Didn't realize that would work. Yep. So yes, that is it. Nice. Nap, like time. nap time. Long nap. Yeah, so <laughs> long rest nap. time. All right, and Grogger's like, you know, kind of finishes up his mug, and he's like, well, boys, you seem like you've earned a good night's rest. Um, Harry, if they need anything, be sure to take care of them. These boys have put in a lot of work and looking a little hurt. And Harry's like, oh, of course, I will make sure they're taken care of. And they kind of go back to talking as you guys make your way to your rooms. Very nice. All right. So, before I go to bed, I just want to write notes down, kind of like of the night. Yeah. Not going to write, like, the whole article, just, like, some rough outlines just so everything's fresh when I read the notes tomorrow mm -hmm. morning. That's fine. Okay. And you're going to write the, you want to write the report tomorrow? Yeah, I'm going to write it tomorrow morning, because okay. it's just it's too late now, and I'm I'm exhausted. Same okay. here. All right, so you guys go ahead and make your way to bed. Um, able to rest up. The sense of peace 
comfort, not this looming dread over your heads um, as you guys rest for the night. Uh, wake up in the morning, feeling rested and ready to go. Um, what would you guys each like to do? Make your way downstairs? I'll just make my way downstairs and grab some food. All right, so you just grab some food, sitting at a table, Elamir and uh, Levy, what would you like to do? I'm gonna write my report this morning, so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna write the first draft right now and wake up and it's like just want to wake up and get it get it onto the paper okay. and then I go back and edit it. All right, go ahead and make a performance check. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no whammies. Oh shit, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is uh, you said performance, right? Performance, yes. Twenty six. Twenty six. Nice. Okay. Yeah. All right, so yeah, you you sit down, you know, as you just start writing, it just kind of pours out of you. There's not a lot of thought that really needs to go into it. It's so fresh, and just the whole scenario and everything that's happened just comes flooding back to you as you write down. Um, Are you writing this downstairs or in your room? In my room. Okay. Um, and, you know, you, you write it, and your hand just at the end, you're just cramped, just sitting there after, a, you know, rub it just but you feel what you have before you is quite a good um, report better than the last one that you wrote you feel uh looking at this one you realize that other one was kind of trash <laughs> hey hey the second one was okay it wasn't great it was okay the first one mm. you've only written two right mm. yeah we've done two this is the, this is the one so this, this is the, is the third third because we did the report for the um for the in-between where we found out the murder. Yeah, because oh, there was you're right, you're right, you're right. I totally forgot about that one. Okay, yes. So you write up your third report. Yeah, this one seems to be the best that you've done so far. And um, Yeah, so would you want to head downstairs when you're done? Stay yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it downstairs and uh, show it to the guys. Okay. You know, they are my muses. There you go. And Elamir, <laughs> what are you doing? Are you downstairs as well, joining Steel Scar? Yep, some breakfast. Okay. All right, so you guys are just sitting there eating breakfast. See um, Levy come walking downstairs, spot you guys, and head over to your table. Yep. Levy, have you finished the report? I did. You guys want to read? Of course. Pass, pass him the copy. I start see. reading it. All right. What do I think of it? Uh, go ahead and make an intelligence check. <laughs> just to see Very what you think. Where'd you get this time? <laughs> I got a natural one, so a zero. <laughs> Again? Uh, so you you read through it, and obviously you can read it. You don't, There's no illiterate problems here. No, I'm not illiterate. I can yeah, read. No, 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 yeah, you read through it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you read through it, um, but you're just kind of distracted. And it's one of those things. Like, it's like when you're reading a book, and you read a whole page, and you get to the end, and you're like... I, I actually have no idea what I just read. So you got you read through it again, and still not quite making sense. And you eventually just say, "Oh yeah, looks good," and you hand it back. <laughs> it's, it's all right. It's uh, I don't know, man. I think I think your last work. <laughs> oh snap! I think your last work was better than this one. Uh, all right, all right. I'll keep I keep striving to be the best. So I just got to keep going. <laughs> that sophomore slump. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then Elmir can read it too if he wants to. Uh, I'm good. I was cool. there. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna turn this into Grogger to uh, probably copy it. Eh, 
since we're here, I can just hand it over to him. But um, so I'll grab some breakfast and then probably go over to the to the Gazette. Okay. All right. So you are you guys following him or just Levy going by himself? Yeah. I mean, we got to figure out what's next. Yeah, I'll follow sure. along to see what 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 our next next assignment might be. Okay. So you guys head over next door to the Goblin Gazette. Um, as you guys are walking in, you actually see Amber and Oscar walking up to the Gazette as well. You guys kind of see each other across the, you know, down the street as you guys are walking toward the Gazette. And hey. As you get closer, Amber, <laughs> they waved you guys. Hey. Uh, Amber's like, oh, how are you boys doing? Did you find what you were looking for last night? Boy, we did. Fortunately and unfortunately. It hurt. <laughs> <laughs> It hurt a lot. I would love to hear what happened, or I can read it in the paper. I'm assuming you'll be uh, letting Crawford know what you found soon. Yep, got my report right here. Oh, that's had fantastic. my papers. I look forward to hearing it, or reading it, I should say. And Levy, I wanted to let you know, uh, I did some research on the question you had asked me about uh, finding a way for you and your companions to communicate with each other um, in an easier fashion uh, and I think I might have something not on me but some information that might be helpful to you oh I'd love to hear and so you guys kind of start making your way into the Goblin Gazette the floors are still empty no one's you know people are slowly making their way in no printing presses are running um, and she says well it seems that there is a um, a man in Sailport who has been in the business recently of enchanting pieces uh, that people use to communicate with each other. Um, it's not a magic that I'm very familiar with, so I can't help you, but uh, he may be able to help you find what you're looking for. Do you, do you happen to know his name? Uh, no, I don't know his name, but I'm sure if you ask around Sailport, that's not something that many people are doing. So I'm sure you'll be able to find him. Um, so, also, I don't think I've ever been to Sailport. Um... DM, have I been to Sailport? Uh, I would say Do I know where it is? Probably not. Uh, go ahead and roll a... We'll say history. Check to see if you've heard of it or know anything about it. Uh, history... Yeah, seven. Here, I can cut over to the map. Uh, you don't know anything about Sailport. You've only heard about Sailport. And uh, if you're looking at roll 20... Yep, it is right here. Oh, God. Hold on, I'm too far zoomed in. Oh, okay, it's over there? Yep, it's over there. Uh, so yeah, you don't really know much about it other than it's on the eastern coast of Athene. Okay. Awesome, then. Um, I will head there, hopefully, eventually. As, 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 I don't know if I can ask this, but as a man who's been traveling the land, like, doing what I had to do, would I maybe have heard of it? Uh, you all can roll to see. You're hearing this conversation, so Elamir, you can roll as well if you want to see if you know anything about Sailport. What was the roll? History? Sure. Uh, history, yes. I got an 18. 18? Okay. I also got an 18, 19 minus okay. 1. <laughs> Alright, so, uh, so Levy's not sure about it, but Elamir and Steelscar, you guys have traveled around a bit, and, uh, you know about Sailport. So Sailport is um, a... Let me read my notes real quick here. Uh, so it's basically, for lack of a better word, kind of a pirate cove. Uh, from what you know about it, it is 
ran by a group of uh, pirates known as the Black Sail Raiders. Um, but even though it's affiliated with kind of pirates, it's also trade. Um, kind of, it had started out as kind of a pirate sanctuary, but uh, the raiders kind of saw the benefits in opening it up as a trade port. And so they kind of legitimized their business a bit. Uh, so it kind of serves as a very good stopping point for anyone traveling around um, who's about to head down to the southern coast of Athene, around the Cape, uh, the Cape of Zorn, which is down here. Um, so yeah, kind of was once a piratey place, but has turned into a bit more of a legitimate um, trade. Cool. I shared this information with Levy. Okay. Ah, nice. Sounds like an interesting town. It's an interesting business model, you know, steal from people, then sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they could have wrote a, a, a play about that. <laughs> Some good profit margins there. There you go. <laughs> All right. Um, and she she kind of like leans forward and she's like, and Levy, I'll be honest with you. I'm a little curious about this magic. So if you happen to make your way over there, if you'd be willing to... Um, let me just take a look at those items. I'd be very interested in that. Anything for you, Amber. <laughs> and she kind of smiles and, uh, and she's like, well, I will uh, let you guys get on your way. Oscar and I have some work to do. And she, you guys, that you see them make their way. You get the sense that Oscar is not a morning person. <laughs> uh, they make their way into their workshop and begin doing what they do. Uh, and so you guys are going to make your way up to the second floor to meet with the Grogard, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, so you get up there. Uh, you see Sherry, the, I believe she's a halfling, uh, sitting at the table, the Grogard secretary. Um, you also see the bird that you guys originally saw when you were interviewing Levy, kind of sitting at the desk. Uh, Sharon is her name, sorry, not Sherry. Sharon. Um, and she is a halfling. I look at my notes. Uh, and she sees you guys, and she's like, Oh, Levy, it's good to see you, everyone. How are you all doing? Good. Is Grogard in? He is in. You're welcome to go in and see him. Great. Thank you so much. And as I walk by, I want to cast a minor illusion next to the bird and just make another bird pop up. <laughs> <laughs> just just bird, to mess with the bird. bird just kind of hops for a second. <laughs> <laughs> and you make your way inside. Uh, and you see Grogard sitting at his desk, looking through uh, the tomes that the reporters for the Goblin Gazette get. Get the sense this is kind of something he does in the morning, goes through to see if he has any reports coming in. And as he sees you guys, he's like, boys, hope you're doing better than you were doing last night. Feeling Indeed. way better, Grogard. Some magic naps. Rest does the soul good, and the body as well. What can I help you with? Uh, I wanted to be here and give you my report. I figured I could write in the book, but, you know, since we're right next door, might as well just walk over and give it to you. So, yeah, probably a good idea to save yourself space in that book. Exactly, exactly my thoughts. So I hand him the report. All right. He kind of looks it over, um, reads it, and is like, looks pretty good to me, Levy. A lot better than your first report that you gave me. I'm glad to see the improvements. And he kind of, like, gives you a knowing glance, kind of laughing. Um, he's like, um, I will be sure uh, we'll take a look at it um, and get this over to the printing presses as soon as possible. Thank you. 
Um, we also wanted to ask, uh, is there anything else you wanted us to do since our assignment looks to have been concluding? He's like, well, I do actually have some work for you. Uh, if you guys are interested, I didn't know if you wanted to take a bit of a break after that um, last assignment. I know it was a bit, seemed to get a little personal at the end there. Um, taking a break from work is always a good thing. You don't want to overwork yourself. So that's kind of up to you boys. Amber had mentioned that you were uh, maybe potentially asking or um, something about Sailport. Uh, yeah, there's a... Uh, I was asking Amber about some kind of a magical device and uh, she looked into it and found someone in Sailport being able to make one. So just kind of interested about that. But I mean, if, if it... If, our uh, journey takes us there, then that's something uh, we'd like to check out, or at least I would. I see. Well, it just so happens that um, I have two assignments, jobs. One's here in the city, in Esserim. Uh The other one's actually in a town kind of on the way to Sailport um, called Silver Ridge. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, my throat. <clears> throat. Um, so it's kind of up to you boys what you'd like to do. Um, but I wanted to offer that because you guys have been busy lately. And like I said, taking a break is always a good thing. I didn't know if you had any personal things you wanted to follow up before taking on any more work. Well, I don't personally have any, but um, I want to throw a question out to you too, um, and see what you guys think. I'd be excited to get out of the city. Yeah. Okay. Staying in one place for too long is always a bit boring. Yeah, I I agree. Maybe going out there on another assignment would be would be good for the mind. Get away from the city for a bit and uh, get on the road, you know, get those travel legs going, all that kind of stuff. DM. Yes question uh the high priestess said said that what i like the info that i asked will take some time right yeah oops sorry God, okay my voice is like crap and I, yes it's been yeah. a day since you spoke exactly yeah so that all right yeah no yeah i, w- I would say a journey would be good for us and um okay so I guess it looks like we're all in agreement then. So probably we're looking at more of heading towards Silver Ridge, if that's where our next assignment would take us. All right. And he takes the one book, which you assuming was the job here, and Esserim throws it in the drawer at his desk and kind of slides the other one over to you guys. And you kind of take, you open it up and take a look. And as you're looking over, he kind of explains to you. He's like, um, it seems that there is a... Uh, Sorry, let me take a step back. Silver Ridge. Not sure how much you boys know about it. Um, if any of you guys want to roll, you can roll a history check. What was it? Silver Ridge. Silver Ridge. 13. Didn't 13. do so hot on that one. What'd you get? Oh, hold on. Hold on, let me roll. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, I got a 14. Okay. Uh, you guys aren't... Levy and LME are not exactly certain much about Silver Ridge. Uh, Steel Scar, you'd heard mention of it. You're not even sure where you'd heard. Um, but you just know it's associated with mining of some sort. Um, 
you're not exactly sure. Uh, and so he kind of starts talking. He's like, well, anyways, um, I actually sent someone else over there to take a look. Uh, and it seems that they may be need, in need of assistance. Um, but anyways, I sent them over there because uh, the miners over at Silver Ridge, uh, it is a mining city, uh, but because it lies in the path, and I can show you the map real quick, it lies in the, oh, it's not listed. I need to update this map. So these, this mountain thing here's Ridge is called the Ribbon Spire Peaks. Uh, and so within the Ribbon Spire Peaks is uh, Silver Ridge. And Roger explains that to you. Uh, and so he says, so basically it was once a mining town, um, but because of its location in the Riven Spire Mountains between Esserum and Redbrook and Blackshore and Sailport, um, it kind of be, it's kind of grown into a bit more than a mining city. It's still mainly a mining town, but uh, there's been a few things that kind of sprung up around it, people living there sort of thing. Um, but basically there's a main mine there and it's known for silver. Uh, but it seems that the miners there have begun to go missing. And so I had sent one of our uh, reporters over there to take a look, um, but he seems to be running into some trouble with the guards and getting information and stuff like that. So figured if you boys were up for it, maybe you could make your way over that direction, help him out, um, and see how he's doing. Absolutely. Um, who's, uh, the, who's the reporter that you sent over? We might be able to meet up with them. And he's like, you know what? His name escapes me right now. He was pretty new to the organization, actually. But I would let you know when I can track down that information. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, assuming you can just write it in the book or something like that, yes, and I can I pop will. it open. Yep, I will send that information. So be sure to check it periodically when you have a chance. I'll, I'll be sure to check it every day. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, so you're, you're gonna want to probably find transportation to Silver Ridge. Um, one second, let's see what I wrote down here. My like a donkey? Like a donkey. He's like, whatever kind of transportation you may be willing to take. Uh, and he's like, oh, I completely forgot. Your payment for your last job. Uh, he... I forgot to. I just do it for the. <laughs> I didn't justice. forget. I wasn't just gonna ask that yet, Out of though. The goodness of your heart. <laughs> he, you see him get up, make his way over to kind of a uh, safe in his office. Kind of pulls it, you know, puts in the code, pulls it open, uh, starts to count out the gold that he owes you guys. Puts in a sack, tosses it towards you, and he says, "As agreed, four hundred gold pieces for this assignment." Each, or we split that? I uh, split between you all. Okay. Fine by me. Um. And he says, well, anyways, though, back to what I was saying. You want to find transportation unless you're up for walking on foot to Silver Ridge. Uh, by horse, it typically can take about a day, day and a half to get there. Um, but it's a rough trip. You'll be making your way through the mountains. Um, if you're going to walk, this is going to take a little longer, probably about two or three days to get there. Um, I'm fine with either, uh, finding a horse or walking. Um, is there any, uh, like, carts or trade routes that go that way? 
Are you asking, like, if there's a, a path? Yeah, like, is there a path that, like, traders go that direction or yeah. something, anything like um, that? So basically there's a path that leads out from Esserum toward um, Silver Ridge, and that's kind of, and Silver Ridge kind of lays on that path. That's why it's kind of grown into just more than a mining town, because of its location in the mountains. Well, guys, if uh, if we can find a merchant maybe taking a shipment over there, maybe we can hitch a ride with, with them and offer protection for the ride. Yeah, that'd be that'd be fine for me. Save a couple gold on not having to rent out or buy horses or donkeys. Adventure with financial security. <laughs> Now <laughs> we need to change the name of the podcast, guys. Oh no! <laughs> Adventures with financial security. <laughs> uh, make a logo for that one. There you go. Get on it. Zero. Yeah. Levy, I should say. All right. So you guys are you're, so you're gonna take the Silver Ridge job. Uh, so Grogger's like, all right. Well, uh, so the pay for that one will be uh, six hundred gold pieces. Um, if you guys are up for it, and, which sounds like you are, uh, and Levy, I will be sure to send you the name and description of the uh, reporter out there um, as soon as I can. Great, thanks. Um, is there anyone uh, else that you uh, you might be able to put us in touch with at, at this location, or anyone that we should seek out specifically in Silver Ridge? Yeah. He's like, um, you know, I, I don't make my way out to Silver Ridge. Um, what I had gathered was that uh, the city is run by a dwarf named Graston Silverblood. Uh, and it's been in the, it's actually a dwarven settlement uh, run by the Silverblood clan. Um, I don't, I don't know much beyond that. Um, I just know the Silverbloods are known for their, uh, affinity for money and wealth. Uh, just keep your heads down there. I don't know if you've been in dwarven settlements before, but they follow strict adherence to the rules and the laws. So just keep your heads down and follow the rules while you're there. Hmm. That has not been our MO lately. <laughs> Sounds Please. fair enough. Sounds good. We follow the rules. <laughs> we killed We're a good. guy. <laughs> We're good no, we self-defense. No, we <laughs> defended ourselves from a guy trying to kill us. There's a difference. We, okay. we defended ourselves to his death. <laughs> <laughs> to the detriment of him. All right, I'll I'll, I'll do um, I'll do all right. I think. Maybe. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you guys are taking this the uh, Silver Ridge job. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And so Grogger's like, all right, well, if you boys need anything, let me know. Otherwise, uh, make your way over there. I will let our reporter know as soon as possible. Thank you, Grogger. Sounds good. Thank you, sir. All right. So you guys head make out. your way out of his room or his office. Guys, yep. 133 gold and 33 silver. I already did the math. I was just <laughs> going to say someone can just take 134 and either of you could be it. I don't care. I'm just going to take 133. <laughs> Done. I'll also take 133. 
done. I added the extra gold to me then. It's oh. okay. You did the most damage anyway, so it should be yours. And you get stabbed the most. You did get right. stabbed. <laughs> I will get rid of the 33 silver. There you go. It's going to be um, like 33 silver and 33 copper. There you go. Yeah, because it's just three, 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 three. There on the gold. So as you guys are walking out, Grogard actually follows you out. He's like, "Oh, I meant to mention to you, boys. You don't always need an assignment for me for a job. Keep your ears out and eyes sharp. If you hear something that you think will be interesting, let me know, and you guys can follow up on that lead. You don't need my permission for everything." I want to give you Sounds guys good. some freedom. So while you're out there, if you come across a story or something you think that would people would be interested in, follow up on it and just write back to me and let me know what you find. Remember, our whole goal here is to make sure that people in Esserim and even around Thane know what's going on in the world around them. Sounds good. Yes, absolutely. All right. Stay safe, boys. Those mountains aren't the safest place, so watch your step. Thank you, Grogger. Makes his way back into his office. Alright. What would you guys like okay. to do? Find a road trip. Road trip. Road trip. <laughs> road trip. Road trip. I uh, I head I head out to the um where you said all the the mar- little markets were at. The merchant quarter? Here, let me switch yeah, back. The mer- yeah, the merchant quarter. Let me switch back to the Esserim map. Okay. What yeah, I, I, I want to see if uh, if there's any, like, caravans heading out. And try, I, I want to look for anybody that's uh, heading towards Silver Ridge on a, like, uh, cargo delivery by any okay. chance. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll an investigation check. Investigation. I suck at those. Three. Three. <laughs> All right, so you kind of keep your ear to the ground, walk around. You guys just see a steel scar kind of like listening in on people's conversations as they kind of look out of the corner of their eye at them. Um, a little confused. <laughs> uh... You don't get any. You don't pick up anything. Guys, I don't think anybody's heading out. Right now. Hmm. All right. Well, got an idea. Hey, Steel Scar, can you just yell out as loud as you can? Hey, anyone headed towards Silver Ridge? And then we'll see if anyone looks our way and <laughs> you know is interested. And then maybe we can uh, we can hitch a ride with them. All right, I do that. Oh wait, you want me? <laughs> so I I go into like kind of the middle of the merchant quarter and I'm like, hey, anybody heading to Silver Ridge on a cargo delivery and it's looking for protection, you protect us. You give us a ride, we protect you. All right, all right. I just do it out loud, like so as loud as I can at the top so of my you lungs. Watch, yeah, Steel Scourge just shouting in the middle of the merchant district or merchant quarter this uh no, no one seems to answer um you and you kind of look a little depressed as you kind of make your way back to the group with your head, head levy nobody i don't think anybody's taking any shipments sorry <laughs> but man I tried. advertisement just doesn't work like it used to <laughs> all right well 
if no one's headed that way, I guess their only options are either to find transportation ourselves or walk. Um, I'm not opposed to walking. Walking could always be good for us. You know, give us a little bit of time to recover on the road for uh, after what we just did here. Um, so as, as you guys are standing there talking, someone walks up behind you and is like, are you looking for transportation to Silver Ridge, you said? Ears perk up. <laughs> Silver Ridge, you say? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, and you look and you just you see this uh, kind of this guy kind of has like a you know black kind of scruffled beard and um, is kind of wearing a uh, looks like he has some gloves on his hands sorry <clears throat> kind of looks like a blacksmith's kind of apron over him and he's like ah, well you know that the iron workers guild often makes uh, they get a lot of their silver from Silver Ridge you may want to speak with them they may be able to help you out. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, what's your name, so I can uh, remember it? <laughs> so your name's Mark. Ah, good to meet you, Levy. Nice to meet you, Levy. Um, yeah, I would just maybe if you're looking for transportation, go talk to the Iron Workers Guildhouse. They may be able to help you out. Well, we should head over there then. What do you guys think? Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. Glad. Kind stranger saved us a lot of work. <laughs> okay. You guys make your way over to the Iron Workers Guildhouse and Guild's Way, um, leaving the merchant quarter into the grand uh, area that is Guild's Way. Uh, the Iron Workers Guildhouse is right over here. Um, so you guys enter the area. Seems like people are beginning their day. Uh, the streets are kind of starting to get busy, people moving about, people carrying, you know, scrolls, um, rushing toward what you assume to be the Scholar's Guildhouse, um, and you eventually arrive before the Ironworkers Guildhouse, uh, and you guys step inside. Um, as you do that, it is an interesting place. You hear lots of clanging sounds, as you're assuming people working with iron and metals. Didn't we come in here before? Uh, did you come to the Iron Workers Guildhouse? Yeah, we, we were asking, we were asking about, about the dagger. Knife. Yeah, we were asking about the dagger. We, one of us came in here. I don't remember. It wasn't me. Uh, it wasn't me. It was Levy. It, yeah, Levy came in here. It was me. Did I came you, in here. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I think I um wrapped it up quickly. Very. Just trying to save time. <laughs> uh, yes, you did. Uh, and so, yeah, basically, the Iron Workers Guildhouse is a bunch of iron workers. Uh, at the time, you were looking for someone who works in weapons, and that wasn't their specialty. Their specialty is more, you know, housing, things that are used for everyday living sort of thing, not uh, necessarily weapons. Um, so that's why they weren't of much help to you. Um, so yeah, so you, make your guys, you guys make your way inside. You know, you hear, like I said, clanging of people working. Uh, you just see people wearing, you know, blacksmith's aprons, gloves, lots of metals and objects laying about. Um, people just seem busy with what they're doing. Um, and you guys, eventually someone approaches you. They see you kind of standing in the doorway, looking a little confused. It's a dwarf, and he says, You boys look a little lost. How may I help you? Mountains. <laughs> we want to go there. 
Mount Will, there are plenty of mountains in a thing, lad. What mountains yeah. are you going to go to? We're looking to go to Silver Ridge. Ah, Silver Ridge. What do you want to do there? Indeed. Uh, we'd like to, uh, we'd like to hang out there for a bit. Go ahead and roll a deception check. Is he really lying, though? Well, no, but I'm trying try, I'm trying to hide truth. Yeah, he's trying to hide truth. Okay. Uh, deception, 19. Okay. Ooh. The dwarf seems to be like, well, I wouldn't say Silver Ridge is a place that you really want to hang out at, but teach their own, I guess. Um, well, we have shipments out to Silver Ridge. We oftentimes hire hands to make sure that the goods arrive and the people stay safe. Is that the kind of work you're looking for? Indeed. Yes. That's all right. Well, let me, um, you want to speak to, uh, Farron here. Uh, let me, uh, see if I can find him for you. Says, please take a seat. And he kind of motions to some chairs for you guys to sit as he um, kind of rushes off. Um, and you guys wait a few minutes uh, before you see the dwarf coming back with another dwarf. Uh, so this dwarf has kind of like blonde braided beard. Um, he's carrying like uh, with him seems to have, you know, a few hammers, stuff on his belt. Uh, it looks like he may have been in the middle of work or something like that. Um, and as he approaches, Farron bows before you boys and is like, Greetings. My name is Farron. I heard you boys were looking to uh, maybe provide some protection to one of our uh, shipments to Silver Ridge. Is that correct? That it is. Uh, Indeed. When's uh? What, when would you have us protecting things? Uh, do you say when or what? When? When? Okay. So it's when we actually have a shipment heading out tomorrow. Oh, wonderful timing. If you're looking for um, some work. Yes, absolutely. Um, yes. If it's agreeable for you. And he kind of uh, says, "Well, may might I inquire about your?" Uh, Martial prowess. Your job will be to protect and guard the caravans. And not to sound rude or anything, but I don't know who you are. Would you be able to tell me a little bit about yourselves and why I should trust you? I stand up. I stand. I stand up tall, and I'm like Steel Scar, ex-military, and I like hold my my two-handed sword. I like put it over my shoulder, like rest it on my shoulder, uh-huh. and then like I think that's all. The- that's all you need to know about me. Can uh, I just point to his multiple stab wounds? She's <laughs> 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 like presenting me like a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, Steel Scar, make a uh, performance check with advantage because of the Elamir helping you. <laughs> but I'm... It was the truth! No, I said performance to see how, oh, performance. how impressive you are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Start doing some one-handed push-ups. <laughs> I, that's good, but let's see if I can roll better. Oh. 17? 17. All right. Baron kind of tugged in his beard. He's like, well, you do look like you might know how to handle yourself in a fight. Um, and he, so that was to steal Scar. And he's like, and what about you? And he looks to you, Elamir. 
Susan, what is your specialty? I see you're carrying a bow. Yep. Um, I can scout. I can shoot. And I cannot die. And as soon as he says that, I go in there like, he's got the keenest eyes I've ever seen on anybody. <laughs> and I like, I pat him, I like, pat him on the back like. Uh-huh. Okay. Just selling him. Oh, yeah. He <laughs> sold me out. I'm selling him. All right. Uh, and he goes, well, not dying is a good thing to have if you're supposed to be protecting a shipment and people. Um, and what about you when he looks to you, Levy? What do you uh, need? Is there anything, like, lightweight that I could pick up? Uh, yeah, you see, like, a table with, like, a mug or something on it. Um, so I pick up the mug, but I pick it up with Mage Hand. Okay. So I cast Mage Hand, pick it up, bring the mug over to me, touch it, and light it up. And it's like, I do some magic stuff. <laughs> He's like, we He's like, ah, a magic wielder. That'll be handy. Is that all right? Will you have me convinced that you are, can maybe handle yourselves in a fight, but why should I trust you? Well, we, uh, we work for the Gazette here in town. It's like, ah, the Goblin Gazette. Yeah, we're, and we, uh... have any pieces recently. Uh, I wrote the, I wrote the recent one about the, uh, the conclusion of the murderer here in town. That's, that's not out yet. Yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> Uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler, 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 sorry. Oh. Uh, I broke the we news just about the murder today. <laughs> he just ended it in today. Well, I didn't know if it had been printed yet. No. It, it is magic print. Okay. I, I, I broke the news about the murderer in town. Ah, okay. Yes, that was an interesting, um, interesting one. I thought it was a really good read. <laughs> the conclusion comes out today or tomorrow or something soon. Uh, and he kind of like leans forward. He's like, I'm hoping you boys were able to take care of that. That's the problem. We're good. We're good. <laughs> I, I look at that. Let's just say that problem has been solved. And he kind of nods like, good to hear. Good to hear. Um... And were you also the boys who uh, investigated the sewers beneath the Ah, uh, not my, not my best work, but uh, yes, yes. <laughs> we had something to do with that as well. Yes, it was uh, certainly an interesting thing. There's always something interesting going on in this city. All it right. really is, you know. It's as well as a big city. Lots of people getting into trouble. It's all right. You've convinced me that you are trustworthy, and you've convinced me that you can maybe handle yourselves in a fight. Um, if you were to follow me to my office, maybe we can work out the details of this contract. Lead away. Alright. And you guys follow him. Uh, he leads you up some steps uh, into kind of looks like maybe a few closed rooms. It leads you down a hall, eventually to a door that he opens up, makes his way inside, and kind of ushers you guys in. Um closes the door behind you guys, makes his way over to a desk, um, kind of rummages around on, you know, some paper on his desk, and eventually uh, finds a piece of paper, pulls out a quill, and starts writing, and he's like, all right, so, to make sure we're on the same page, you boys will be providing protection for one of our um, caravans heading out to Silver Ridge. 
the caravan leaves tomorrow at sunrise. Um, were you boys doing that there and back, or just there? What are the details? Uh, just there, I think. Just the moment. there. Okay. Yeah. Um, you see him kind of just writing some stuff down on the paper, um, and he's like, and there's just three of you, all right. He continues writing, and he's like, all right, so your job would be to provide protection to the two, the two uh, caravan drivers who are making their way out to Silver Ridge. Uh, any damage that they may sustain or damages to the uh, wagons or the horses pulling the wagons will be deducted from your final pay. Um, should... Are getting paid? Should. <laughs> you're providing protection. He says, well, you want to do it for free. And he kind of says, no, 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 we're not. We're not. As, as soon as no, Lady totally. says that, I expected to get paid the whole time. She <laughs> <laughs> says, do you boys work for free sometimes? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Only if they're threatening. <laughs> uh, uh, kind of, you see him kind of jot some stuff down, and he's like, um, he's "Taking notes about how stupid we are." <laughs> <laughs> we'll work for three if free if threatened. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, and uh, so I'm trying to figure out where I was. All right, so I'm gonna anyway, do notes. Sorry, sorry I derailed that. No, 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 we would love to get paid. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to write down notes during the game, so I'm not having to go back and listen to the clips. All right. And... He says, should the caravan fail to arrive successfully, and you boys arrive, obviously, you'll be not getting paid. And that will certainly raise some questions and alarms. So I don't think I need to make sh- I don't think I need to clarify that you need to make sure that they get there safely. Understood. 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 Had a question though. Um, has anything recently been happening um, all along these journeys? Well, we've had a few um, encounters with some of the wildlife. God, I keep going to the Grogger voice. We've had a few encounters with some of the wildlife uh, in the mountains. Um, a few, none of our merchants, but uh, we've heard of people making their way there, being attacked by some of the creatures. Um, so we've been trying to ensure that each caravan has some protection along the way. Okay. Sounds good. Sounds reasonable enough. Um, yeah. Uh, about how long is the uh, the journey to there? Uh, the journey to Silver Ridge by horseback is about a day, day and a half. Okay. So will we be, will be uh, getting there in like one go or does do they usually like camp somewhere for the night? That's uh, they will. They will be camping for the night at some point. They'll be leaving tomorrow morning, uh, and you will probably be arriving the following day. So you will be camping Sounds out. Good. Sounds good. Sounds right. good to me. And so you see him kind of writing down some notes, uh, and he's like, "All right, for the safe delivery of our caravans." and the merchants and everything involved 
wagons, the uh, horses. Uh, we are looking at a total of 300 gold for your trip. Does that sound reasonable? Each? Total. <laughs> Figured I'd try. <laughs> um, well, you used to working for free, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sounds agreeable. Fine by me. We're getting a... Yeah, we're getting 300 total sounds good. This is all right. You will receive payment when you arrive in Silver... When you guys arrive in Silver Ridge successfully. The deductions of said payments will be handled by the caravan drivers when you arrive there. Any questions? Um, what kind of wildlife uh, has been attacking caravans? Uh, or people? All sorts of creatures in the mountains. Um, wolves. Uh, let me see my notes. Harpies have been a problem in the past. Um, run into a few of those. Uh, as well as... Uh, some odd creature, bird-like creatures, um, seem to go by the name of Peritons, but other than that, I'm not, I don't know much about the creatures. All I know is they're large bird creatures or something of that sort. Okay, well, thank you very much. Um, and, um, I don't really have any interest in what you guys are carrying. I don't think that's any business of mine, so... Um... Do you guys have any where, questions? Where do we meet you? Yeah, where, where should we meet tomorrow morning? That sounds oh. good. Uh, so, ah, yes. So you will be meeting with uh, the drivers at the north entrance of Esserum. Uh They will be meeting up here. Just make your way up there and you'll meet them. Um, let me take a look at who will be doing the deliveries tomorrow. Um, so he takes a look at it. Alright, so he says that you'll be del making delivery. There will be two people. Uh, one of them will be a human named Matthew, and the other one a uh, halfling named Yosef. All right. And says, and they will be waiting. Uh, I will let them know the, to be looking for you, boys. You said human Matthew and halfling Joseph. Yosef. Yosef. Yes. Yosef. Okay. All right. Well, then um, we can look for them then. Uh, right. Unless you have any other questions, you guys. I don't have any questions, but I need you to sign the contract. And he uh, kind of turns the contract towards you guys and slides it forward. Is there any fine print? Uh, you take a look at it now. It seems pretty basic. It's just the things that he outlined with you guys. Um, yeah, you know, safe delivery of their stuff to Silver Ridge. Um, keeping everyone safe, basically. Do you prefer pen or blood? <laughs> <laughs> he kind of chuckles and he's like, no need for blood here. Oh, good. Whew. Hate needles. <laughs> Uh, Alright, and so he kind of like grabs the pen and kind of hands it to you, Levy. And I sign away. Alright. Sign away them rights. And he now grabs a pen, looks at you, Elamir. 
I'll sign it. Alright. I'll tell him he was done signing it. Hands it over to you, Steel Scar. And I sign away my freedom to him. <laughs> he says, Alright. Well, like I said, meet Matthew and Yosef at the northern entrance of Esserum tomorrow morning. Uh, they will be waiting for you. I will let them know to be looking for you. Uh, I believe our business is done here. Have a safe trip. I would suggest doing any uh, supplies you may need for the trip. Weapons, food, of that sort. Uh, today, since they'll be leaving early in the morning. Um, you will need to provide your own stuff, food, uh, camping supplies, stuff like that. Um... So yes, you will be staying in, in the wilderness in the night, so make sure you have what's needed for that. Sounds good. All right. Well, good luck, and I will be uh, seeing you around. And he kind of makes his way over to the door to his office, opens it, and kind of, you know, leads you guys out. Okay, um, so I guess we have to go shopping, right? <laughs> Shopping. So you guys make your way out of the uh, Iron Workers Guild House into Guild's Way. What are you looking for? So, uh, guys, um, don't worry too much about a tent or anything like that. I got that covered. We're good. Levy's going to pitch a tent. I'm going to pitch a tent. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll take you up on that. Um, uh, I have some rations and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'd like to go get, like, supplies for, like, enough supplies for, I don't know, like, a couple of days. Um, it would be, sure would be great to get um, some kind of, like, space-saving storage cap capabilities, like a bag of holding or something like that. Mm. Or a pocket of holding. <laughs> would be nice. Or, or maybe a fanny pack of holding. <laughs> Is that what you want? You don't want a bag of holding, you want a fanny pack of holding? I want a fanny pack of holding. <laughs> oh, God. We're going, on a, we're going on a vacation. I need the fanny pack. Me. Don't tempt me. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, would give you a fanny pack, too. <laughs> Real quick, for uh, the Encore dagger. Yes. It says it requires attunement. Yes. So it won't uh, come back in this current moment. Um, I would say you. I'd say you. You probably equipped it. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't clarify that you were attuning to it, but I don't think you really knew that you needed to do that. So I'd say you're attuned to it. Okay, I don't know what attunement means. Uh, so basically, the purpose of attunement in D and D is to prevent you from having 500 different magical items on yourself. You can only attune gotcha. up to three items on yourself. Um, so you, not all magical items require attunement, just some of the more powerful ones require attunement. Gotcha. It's, it's also okay. to prevent you from just going like, oh, hey, Steel Scar, here, use my magical shield of this thing that you need right now. Right. Yeah. That's kind of the idea. Because it takes an hour to attune to something, so. Okay. Good to know. And now I know. There you go. Uh, while they're discussing things, I want to take... One quick trip back to the Temple of Mirian. Okay. Can yes. I do that? Yeah, you can do that. Are you wanting to go with them, or are you just peacing out and saying, all right? I'll just tell them, I'm going to head to the Temple of Mirian real quick. Um, I'll do you want to pick anything? Guys. 
What was that? We can go shopping for you. Do you want us to grab anything while you're gone? Um. What, what do we need? Well, food, water. I'm assuming. Is there anything else other than those two that you'd uh, that you'd want? I go into my 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 coin purse. I uh, and I hand uh, I hand Levy two hundred gold, and I say, "Whatever we need, maybe this will cover my end." Okay, sounds good. I'll give you the change. So as of right now, let me take off two hundred gold. Cause... There we go. I'm getting. I'm, I have quite a hefty sum right now. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe we, maybe uh, we could use some uh, some more potions. I did go through a few of them during our last fight. Yeah, that sounds like a good call. Maybe get like one or two of those potions of healing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Maybe maybe three or four of you can squeeze out. That what I gave you, maybe that we could all at least have one. I, I have say. I, I so I currently still have two potions, so um, we can just add a couple to those. And I'll, I can hand over the ones I have to you because I don't really need them so much. And I take them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give you both my potions if you want them right now. Maybe food or whatever. Then whatever we need, whatever yep. you feel is best for a trip. Okay, sounds Back good. Back when I traveled, I'm, the military provided everything we needed. Sounds good. Um, so I guess head over to like a general store or something like that yep. with me and Elmer. You got a few places. So there is. So you got Garen General Store. You have Toadstool Alchemy, Jezerite Jewelers, Willens Woodworking, Blissful Bakery, Nightingale Inn. Where would you like to go? There's also Armed Arms. Probably. Oh, pick up some meat. I want to grill some meat. General Store. Imagining <laughs> first. Okay. Yeah. Let me check my notes. Alright, so you guys make your way inside. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Actually, let's take care of the Steel Scars thing first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah just... So you guys kind of make your way toward... You guys are making your way toward the Merchant's District as uh, Steel Scar makes his way toward the Temple of Marion. Um, the doors are open, as usual, and you enter in, um, Steel Scar, and as you do that, uh, you just see, once again, you see the, the statue of Mirian at the front of the temple. You see, um, some priests kind of praying, um, you see, sorry, gotta get that music, man. There you go. Um... And you see some people walking around the outside, outskirts of the temple. Um, you are looking for High Priestess Delma. Yeah, I go up to one of like the, 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 the you said there was like priests around or what, what was it? You see some people, you know if they're priests, you see some people making their ways like around the outside. They seem to be dressed in, you know, the, what you see, robes and stuff, people who are in this temple often. So I'll approach one of them and, not, and I'll just be like, is is the high priestess Delma in by any chance? We were we were having an important discussion uh, yesterday, and I just wanted to uh, check in on her with with one more thing that I had. 
and so it's a it's a female human who um you approach her and she kind of bows before you and she's like um the high priestess is uh currently in her quarters do you have a a meeting set up with her uh well we had a meeting yesterday uh it was something very crucial that we discussed and i came in here just uh I just had a bit of news that I had to share with her before I left on my journey, is all. Okay, go ahead and roll a uh, persuasion check. Persuasion. Hey, I'm good at that. <laughs> 22. Okay. Uh, she nods and's like, um, I understand. Uh, please follow me. And she begins to make her way around the outskirts of the temple inside um, to where you know the priest, high priestess's um, quarters are and she knocks and you hear kind of a voice on the outside say something as the woman opens the door um, steps inside and you can kind of overhear her mentioning you know someone's here to see her um, that they had a meeting with her yesterday and uh, the high priestess soon appears at the doorway and as she sees you she Looks happy to see you. Uh, she's like, ah, Steel Scar, it is good to see you. And then she looks at the woman and says, thank you for your help. And the, the woman you had asked kind of like bows before you and says, may you find comfort in the lady's embrace. And she makes her way away. And uh, the high priestess Delma is like, uh, please come in, Steel Scar. Did you have something you needed to ask me? I step in and I just sit and uh, once I'm inside, I just uh, look at her and I'm like, well, I know we we had a, a very serious conversation yesterday and I just wanted to let you know, I know you're currently working on what we discussed. So if you end up finding anything and you try to look for me, just know that I'm about to leave on a, a journey with my two comrades and we probably won't be back for for quite quite a bit, but uh, I just wanted to share this with you just so you know that if you're trying to find me here probably within the next week or so and I'm not here, that would be the reason. But hopefully once I do return, you can have uh, some news about that very important matter we discussed. And she nods and she's like, of course, Steel Scar. Um, I haven't had as much time as I would like. I've been busy of late to investigate that, but I intend to do some research today, at, at least. Um, and if I, I'll, hopefully when you make your way back here, I will have some information for you about that. I, I appreciate it. I just felt, I just felt, uh, felt obligated to at least let you know that I'm heading out. Maybe that would give you more time in any kind of research that you're doing so, so you don't have to feel rushed or anything. I just wanted to brighten up your, the window so you have a more of a be more at ease when researching anything she says I, I truly appreciate it Steel Scar have a safe journey where are you going uh, we're, uh, we are heading to uh, Silver Ridge on, a, on another matter of uh, personal for the Gazette maybe both I see well like I said, have a safe trip, and um, hopefully I'll be seeing you soon. And hopefully I'll have some information for you. Uh, I hope to hear 
uh, some good news from you on the day of my arrival or soon. She's like, all right, Steel Scar, well, I uh, should get back to my duties. Once and I again. should get back to my, and I should get back to my compatriots. Thank you. <laughs> and she <laughs> bows and says to you, uh, may you find I, comfort in the lady's embrace. Goodbye. I bow and I bow and I also exit. And um, All right. question in front of the, um, I you said that there's like seats and everything. Is there like a bin or a donation bin or anything in there? Uh, you you can find a spot that seems to be um, for donations. Yeah, I approach it and I uh, and I drop in five gold pieces in there. Okay. You make your way over to the spot and drop your five gold pieces in, um, and begin making your way out of the temple. And then I'll I'll try to find these guys wherever they went. Okay. All right. So Steel Scar is making his way out of the Temple of Mirian, and you start making your way toward. Uh, the merchant quarter. Yeah. Get back to our. Uh, Off to you guys. Yep. <laughs> Getting back to our other music. Our, our wacky scene transition. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it just like cuts to the side. Yeah. Um, Alright, so you guys have made. I don't know why the music's not changing. I switched it. Oh, your connection to the server has been interrupted. Oh no! What is that? Cold I don't know. What'd you do? Up. I don't know. You're still streaming fine. Yeah, I think it's an issue with roll twenty. I don't have seen nothing on my roll twenties. Oh, there it is. Oh, uh, looks like it caught up. There we go. Mm-hmm. Back to our River Town music. Let me turn it on. Bam. Rivertown music. There we go. All right. Uh, so, uh, Levy and Elamir. So, you guys leave Steel Scar as he makes his way into the temple. Uh, toward the Merchant District Quarter. I keep doing that. God, trust me, nuts. Merchant Quarter. Uh, and you guys are making your way to where? You said Garen's General Store? Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, so, you guys make your way there. Uh, and as you enter. Bring in my notes. I had it. And I lost it. All right, so you guys make your way inside, uh, and you see it's a general store, so you see lots of general items, lots of stuff. Uh, you see, it seems like the owner of the establishment is a man named Garen, uh, human male. He has short black hair and a black beard. Um, and as you guys enter, he sees you, and he's like, "Hello, welcome to Garen's general store. How may I help you today?" Hey, Garen. We are uh, looking to go on a travel, and we want some stuff. And what Give might you be looking for? Uh, probably some kind of food rations. Um, would always be good. Food, water. Um, do you have anything transport related? Like, what? what's hot right now? <laughs> <laughs> what's your special? <laughs> Do you have anything trending? Like, what's trending? <laughs> what's today special? <laughs> well, there is no special for today. Is there something in particular you're looking for? You said you're going on an adventure. 
So you're looking sure. for food? We'll go, we'll go with that. Yeah, you're food's always good. for items to sleep in? What exactly? I, I can't really help uh, We don't really need items to sleep in. We, ha we, I mean, we all have bedrolls already, so that's pretty have, good. Do you have... Uh, Medical yeah, that, that kind of general stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We need that kind of general stuff like oh, that. Okay, okay. And he uh, makes his way back into his uh, behind the desk, and you can see him kind of pulling out a book and he starts reading through some stuff. He's like, "Well, it looks like that we have about three health potions on hand." Mmm, um, like that. Okay. I have some rope if you need some of that. Uh, there are a few packs you can buy, which have some items inside of those. Ooh, what kind of packs? for adventuring. Uh, let me take a look. Is it like a trading card pack? You don't know what's inside until you open it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it says, well, an explorer's pack might be helpful if you don't have that. It's a... A backpack, a bedroll, nest kit, tinderbox, torches, rat, ten days of rations, water skin, and fifty foot of hemp and rope. Hmm. Okay, I and got then all it, that stuff in my inventory. Yes, do I? Um. <laughs> uh, are there any other kind of packs? Um. Let me look stuff up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's see. So I'll just read. The, so we got Burglar's Pack. I'll say he also has the Dungeoneer's Pack. It's probably what he would have that would make sense. Um, so in that pack includes Backpack, Crowbar, Hammer, Tin Pittens, Tin Torches, a Tinderbox, Tin Days of Rations, and a Water Skin. Okay. Okay. Um... We only need, like, some of this stuff, so I guess we could just buy, like, like, ten days of rations for three people, I'm imagining. Yeah, and then yeah. and then a little bit of extra rope would probably be good. Does he have anything magical, I'd like to ask, if there's um, any magical goods here? He's like, uh, no, we mainly deal in, um, what people are needing in their everyday lives, not much in the way of magical items here. Everyone needs a little bit of magic, and then I smile, and then I do a minor illusion with like a star, like a little shine coming out of my teeth. <laughs> he just like he just stares at you and does not seem impressed. He's okay. like, that's, that's as I true for some, not for all. Um, and so we're looking at the three potions. Uh, probably like, I guess. 10 days of rations for three people, and then rope. Anything else we need, you think, Elamir? I mean, we have a lot of stuff already. All right, so yeah, I think just basics. So you said you want what again? Three, so potions, three potions. Three potions, some rope is always good. Um, and then probably um, rations for 10 days. Okay. For three people. Okay, um, so the so the potions are going to be fifty gold each. Uh, rope. I'll say the rope and the rations in total cost. I don't know. Say 
in total for the rope and rations, two gold for all of that. So your total is going to be 152. All right. And I lean in. How about 100 gold? Make a uh, persuasion check. 18. 18. He leans forward and says, 130 gold. I lean in again. 125. <laughs> he leans a little closer and he says, That is acceptable. Cool. <laughs> so 125. Alright. Levy to partner. Alright, so you guys get your three potions of health your rope, and your rations for 125 gold. Three po- or potion of health. Or healing. Potion of uh, healing. Yeah, sorry, potion of healing. I'll just add three currently, and then I can dish them out. And then we'll just do some rope. Rope. And there we go. And then we want to do rations. What do rations taste like? I would say it's just ah. like basic foods. Like oh, it says dry foods suitable for extended trail, jerky, dried fruit, yeah. hardtack, and nuts. There you go. Okay, I added the rations. Cool. Um, so anything else we should grab, I think? Um, I'm good on... I'm okay on gear. I think. Yeah. Uh, what kind of armor am I wearing? I'm looking at leather. I have leather armor. It's okay. Um, I guess we could go talk to uh, to Amber and, and see if they, uh, they have anything over there for a good travel. Yeah, could totally do that. So let's head that direction then. Okay. Head back to the Gazette and right. see if Amber and Oscar have anything good. Steel Scar, go ahead and roll an investigation check, see if you can hunt them down. <laughs> or did they tell you where they were going? I can't remember. No. No. No, they never they never <laughs> tell me where they were going. Investigation? Yep. Uh dang it. This thing tripped out on me. Alright, investigation. Oof, no bueno. Alright, let's see. Ooh, natural 20. All right. 19 if you want the actual. Okay. Oh, because you got a minus one. <laughs> I have a minus one. Yeah. Okay. So you, oh my you, God. Find, you find kind of a strategic spot that you feel would be um, where if you're going to find someone, you'll find them. Uh, you know, anyone who's in the merchant quarter, you'll find them there. And you, sure enough, are standing there and you eventually see them as they're making their way from Garen's general store uh, over to the Goblin Gazette. <clears throat> I just yell at them, Levy! I, I yell at Levy, Levy! Elamir, I'm over here! We walk over. Um, cool, we can dish out. We're th- hey, Steel Scar, hope your business is done. Uh, we're headed back to the Gazette to see if Oscar and Amber had anything uh, we could buy off them for you know, our journey. Yeah, um, I was thinking, I was thinking of beefing up my armor a bit. I was taking a bunch of damage in the last fight. Oh, uh, would you want to stop since we're like pretty close by at the armed arms, or do you want to just go to uh, Oscar and Amber and see what they got first? 
I would say let's just go to Oscar and Amber. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I have I have a feeling that even though Oscar can be a grouch, he's probably got some good armor on him. I didn't even put these things together. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> I've been, I've been I know. Sa- I've been saving that pun for a while now. <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, I'm gonna dish out the uh, the rations and the stuff. So, <laughs> ten ten rat date one day rations for each of you. How, how many rations for for each? So each person gets ten. All right, ration. And then we got three. So now I have five potions of healing on me. So I figure me and Elamir takes like one, or Elamir takes two, and then the rest go to Steelscar. I figure he's going to be the one that needs them the most. Yeah. And it'd probably be good to just have us with like one or something like that, just in so case I... one of us go down. All right. So uh, two, you said two I'll more for one. me? Or one, one, one each, right? It, it would be either three potions for you or, well, actually, it's pretty much any time it's going to be three potions. So just three potions for you. And then it's up to, I guess, me and Elamir can each have one. Is that yeah. fine? Yeah, because you you got you ended up p- picking up three, right? Yeah, and I had two. Yeah, you gave them to me. Yeah. So I'll just add so, one more to my inventory. Yeah, so I'll just give you one of the ones that we just bought, and then yeah. one goes to Elamir. All right. Got it. Did you pick up the the meat that I asked you to? Not yet. We haven't yet. They didn't have anything right. at the general store like that. <laughs> All right. I think. So I just I, uh, I guess we where would we get meat anyways like like food like good food yeah like like good food uh, he well there's he, the wonderful bakery had food. he had food you just you, yes, just, food. you weren't really asking him for <laughs> you just kind got of it for stuff you didn't we want like good food we want like like good meat maybe the hunter guild house or something I don't certainly know certainly try it out. Is this the last house of delights? So they sell delightful meat. <laughs> the where? Oh, Delilah's house of delights. Um, they sell it's a certain, food place, they right? They sell a certain type of meat. <laughs> <laughs> what? I guess you Woo! Say they sell a certain type of flesh. Yes. It's a brothel. <laughs> uh. Um. I'm good with that. We're good. Uh, <laughs> uh, we can skip on the meat if we have enough food to last us. We could also um, check the balding bar and see if we could buy any of their uh, their stuff to go too. Because I mean, stores. I've been enjoying the meals there. Yeah, we could probably check with them at the end of the day. We should go yeah. check in with Oscar before they head home for the day. Well, uh, what time of day is it, Dan? Uh, I'd say at this point it's like maybe ten, eleven o'clock. It's not super late in the day. Yeah, yeah. Let's go check in with uh, Oscar. Maybe, maybe he has something better than what I have on. Sounds good. Um. Okay. Oh, and I want to give Steelscar back his money. Okay. So, splitting the costs like three ways, it's like forty-one gold each, ish. So. Um, he gave me 200, so give him back, like, one, uh, math, 59. <laughs> 159? Yeah. 
Alright, I'll add that back up. There you go. Dang, I'm balling. Just rolling in it. Yep. Alright, so you guys are making your way over. Sorry, I'm like trying to research stuff. So you guys are making your way over to the Goblin Gazette to speak with Amber and uh, Oscar, correct? Mm hmm. Oscar the Grouch. From yeah. beyond. Known from here on forward. He didn't seem so grouchy to me. <laughs> I totally. He's just an introvert. Totally did not put those two together. <laughs> Oh, I put it together the moment <laughs> when you, when we first had an interaction with him and he gave me that grouchy look on it. He's awesome. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was funny. <laughs> okay. Um, yes, yeah, so you guys make your way over to Oscar and Amber. Uh, into the Goblin Gazette. Seems that the printing presses are working. You can only assume that they are in the process of printing your story that you had written, um, Levy. And you guys make your way into Amber and Oscar's shop. Um, you see as Amber's reading over some tomes, Oscar seems to be in the back room, as always, working away on something. And as you guys enter, Amber looks up and sees you and says, Ah, greetings, boys. Good to see you. What can I help you with? Hey, Amber. Um, well, we're, uh, we're actually going on a journey soon and wanted to see if... Uh... If you had anything to, for the trip. And where are you headed? Um, well, first stop is going to be um, Silver Ridge. And um, Interesting. after that, hoping to uh, to head over to, God, what was it called? Um, Sailport. Sailport. Yeah. Ah, so you're going to Sailport. Eventually, hopefully. That's, that's the goal, yeah. Interesting. And you remember what we talked about, Levy? Oh, I do. Good to hear. <laughs> now, so, uh, what are you looking for? Just trying to see what uh, if you have anything recommended for like a good journey like this. It's been it's been some time for me since I've been on a journey like this. Just trying to see what you got. Um, we got some rations and stuff as well. So, but uh, seem kind of low on anything magical. Well, give me a second to take a look at what we have. Uh, if you remember, we still have some of those things that uh, we had last time you were in here looking. Uh, that was a... Let me go over what we have. Uh, so, just the... They say they have two potions of healing, currently, uh, and then two potions of greater healing. Uh, there was a armor of cold resistance. There was a bow. Um, there were some bracers. It was a great sword. Um, so that's what they used to have. And then things that they have now, uh, you're seeing she uh, pulls out an immovable rod and sets that on the table. Immovable? Immovable rod, yes. What's that? Um, you don't know. You can roll, uh, I would say, an arcana check to see if you know anything about an immovable rod. Uh, not great. Um, six. Okay, uh, you're not sure. So she kind of sets on the table and is like, this is a immovable rod. Um, and you just look completely lost. And she's like, uh, you can basically, uh, well, let me just show you. And she kind of like picks it up and um, make sure it does what I'm, don't want to lie about what it does. 
Yeah, alright, so she basically picks the rod up and kind of like holds it in the air and clicks a button. And when she does that, she moves her hand and the rod just kind of stays there. Oh, that's kind of cool. She kind of like grabs it and you can see her kind of like pulling herself up and just setting herself down. Huh. He says, oh, cool. So it's immovable, as you can see. Interesting. How much is that? Uh, well, that'll run you about um, 4,000 gold pieces. It's not a cheap <laughs> one. <laughs> oh! Ah. Uh, time to go see the hook. <laughs> because that apparently isn't uh, isn't paying us that well yet. <laughs> She's like, well, to be fair, this is a... Uh, let's just say there are a lot of creative uses for this. I can imagine. And so it's quite handy in a difficult situation. Um, um, what else we have? Uh, it looks like we have a rope of climbing as well. Uh, that may be helpful on a trip. Um, let me see the price. Uh, that will run you about 1,800 gold pieces. Do you have anything less than 1,000 gold? <laughs> She says, well, unfortunately not, other than the health potions. Uh, it's it. not cheap to make magic items. Agreed. Your Agreed. best luck is to simply find them. Um, so guys, do you think we should try and get some greater healing potions too, just in case? Uh, like a, oh my god, we're going to all die situation? It's better to be stacked. safe than sorry. How much did those uh, greater healing potions run for again? Uh, they're going for 150 gold apiece. Ooh. And would we get any discount for buying both? Uh, <laughs> well, I'll say they're already discounted. Yes, um, I, I understand. Just asking. Of course. <laughs> she says, no, unfortunately. Uh, actually, I misspoke. They are 140 gold apiece. Um, so, she's, uh, unfortunately, we're already marking our things down, so we can't haggle a whole lot. No worries, no worries, just asking. Um, I'm good. I can't really spend anything, so up to you guys. <laughs> I'm good with my three potions for now, uh, but I would like to check out what Os uh, Oscar's wears just to see if I have he has anything better than this, uh, this chain shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> Uh, and she just basically says, uh, the, the items that I have are what Oscar has. We, we, we typically work on requests. We don't have a lot of things just waiting. Uh, that's why we have a very low, um, inventory of items. Typically those so, items are people who may have changed their mind on something they needed. Your best bet if you're looking for armor or weapons would make your way to the armed arms. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess I'm gonna have to go see them. Mm -hmm. I, I just I stop here first. Maybe you guys have something useful. Says, well, it's, it's always good to see you. But yes, unfortunately, well, we may, we basically work on a uh, as-needed basis. Fair enough. So if you ever need something like what Levy has asked me about, I can help you with that. But um, like I said, we don't have a huge store of supplies typically just waiting around. Fair enough. Uh, guys, should we take a trip to the armed arms just in case? Fine by me. I'll follow you over there. And then screen transition to the armed arms. <laughs> <laughs> Change scene. 
<laughs> Alright, uh, so you guys make your way over to the Armed Arms. Um, yep. It is run by the two Dwarven brothers, Olaf and Kilaf. Um, as you enter in, they see you, and Olaf's like, Ah! Good to see you in here again. Did you find that dagger you were looking for? Or did you find where it came from? I did. And I kind of, like, pat it on my hip as I'm wearing it. Mm-hmm. It says, ah, if I remember that it was a fine piece indeed. Yes. I'm glad you were able to hunt that down. What can I help very, you with today? Very good marksmanship. Or not marksmanship. Craftsmanship. <laughs> um... My associates here, we're just looking for uh, some possible wares for our next big journey out of town. Uh, yeah, I look at them and I'm like, I'm looking for uh, some new armor, something a little more sturdier than what I'm wearing right now. Something that will take a punch, but not let me, not leave me uh, really hurt. He uh, kind of glances at your armor and he says, you might have, might have something that would uh, be a little better than what you're wearing right now. Uh, let me take a look. And he kind of hops off the stool he was sitting on, um, goes in the back, and comes out with a set of splint armor. And he says, I think this will provide you a little more protection than what you're using, but not much. I was looking at that same one. <laughs> <laughs> He says, oh, is this, are you wanting to buy it? Uh, I might end up picking it up. It looks a lot more sturdy than what I'm rocking right now. So are you wanting to buy it or not? <laughs> yes, yes. I'll All take right. it. I'll, I'll take um, well, it. We'll lose for, for 200 gold pieces. Uh, will it fit me or do you have to get it fitted on me? One size fits all. <laughs> One size fits all. How much you say? Two hundred gold. Two hundred gold. Well, the Oscar is not a barter, so he's like, all right, I'll take it. <laughs> and he says, if you're wanting to turn in that armor you're wearing now, I could probably knock off the price of um, this if you'd like. Hold on. I have a chain shirt, yep. Uh, Sherry, if I was to turn this one in, what are we looking at? And he, uh, he kind of inspects it on your body. Um, he says, well, it looks like it's got some blood on it. Uh, well, obviously. <laughs> Freshest and, blood in town. <laughs> and a little worn. I'd say it would probably give you about 60 gold pieces for it. Sixty. Knock the price of your split armor down to about 140 gold pieces. Well, you're the expert here, so we'll go with that. So, 140? <laughs> yes. So I'll do right. that. So you, you take off your chain shirt or chain mail and uh, give yep. it to him as he can to the splint. It's a pleasure doing business with you. Hopefully that armor provides you the protection that you're looking for. Uh... Ah, uh, thank you very much, sir. You're and, uh, so let me add this. Let me re- get rid of this one. Can I go to the leatherwork people after this? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay, I, I found it. Remove. Bam. Hey, my AC is freaking high now. I mean, it's only two more, but two more makes a difference. <laughs> and that was it for me. Uh, you guys need anything? I'm good. Oh, uh, no. I'd like to go to the, uh, the leather worker next door and uh, okay. just uh, just see if they have anything better than what I'm wearing. Okay. So you make your way inside. I realize it's a typo since it's weak. Will end leather working because it's will end to working. Typo. Um, okay, so you make your way over to the leather working store. Uh, as you enter in, uh, you see. Wait, who is it? Oh, it's Willen's. Yeah, I was saying it's a type. No, no, no. It's it's called Willen's Leatherworks, and there's also Willen's Woodworking, so it's not the same. Mm. I, that's a type of name for Leatherworks. Um, I thought he might just have a small empire. <laughs> yeah, he owns multiple stores um, with his name at the front. I see so you make your way over to the Leatherworking. Uh, as you enter in, you do see an elf, uh, a male elf standing behind the desk, uh, and you enter... And he's like, hello, welcome. How may I help you? Hi there, I was looking to see if I could uh, get a little bit beefier armor than what I'm wearing, but still, you know, keep me mobile and, uh, and agile. So, well, let me see what you're wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing leather armor. I'd like oh, to get studded right. leather armor. <laughs> yeah, hold on, I gotta look. Depends on what, how high up it is. Here's the freaking picture. Um, yeah, I would say probably not. You wouldn't have southern leather? Uh, mm, give me a second. Okay, no, I would say he has that. So yes, I would, yeah, yes. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, so you want to buy studded leather? Yes, please. All right, um, he's like, all right, that will run you about 45 gold pieces. Does that sound valuable? Right. That sounds right. Would you be able to knock the price off if I sell you the armor I currently have? <laughs> Let's just do this uh, real quick. There you go. All right, so yeah, he'll he'll take a look at it. Uh, so they'll knock it. He'll give you five gold for it, so knock it down to 40 gold pieces. Yeah, that's fine. Don't need to haggle too much about this one. All right, so you have 40 gold, and you get your studded leather armor. Sweet. Can I do exactly what he just did? <laughs> uh, are you What type of armor are you looking for? I'm, I mean, I'm also wearing leather armor. Okay. I would say yes. You could do that as well. So okay. same, same exact thing. Trade in your leather armor for studded leather armor. For 40 gold? Yep. Boom. Okay. That guy's business right. is thriving. There you go. He's like, ah, pleasure doing business with you boys. If you need anything, you know where to find me. Sounds Indeed good. Thank you. we do. All right. So you guys finish up. You're all walking around sporting new armor. Higher defense. shiny. There you go. What color is it? Whatever. It's, it's you know, brown armor. Uh, the metal, the studs on it are look silvery, um, shiny. 
But yeah. It is leather armor. So it's brown. Cool. Alright, what do you guys want me to do? Uh, well guys, last night in uh, Esserim for a bit. Yeah, it'll be our last night here for quite some time. Wanna... I don't know. <laughs> go, uh, go hit up that, uh, Blissful Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> Get some cupcakes uh, or something. Uh, Are you, you want a cake on the, for the road? Yeah. Yeah, that, that, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's go back to the bowling bar. That's what you should do, yeah. Go get some nice food. Stuff. Yeah, let's go have a nice hearty dinner. All right. Meal. So, I mean, at this point, it is lunchtime, so you guys just kind of want to spend the rest of the day hanging around the bowling bar, getting some drinks, yeah. just relaxing and enjoying your time off. Yep. Yeah. All right. So you guys spend your day there, get a nice lunch. You know, as you're relaxing, as it's getting closer to the evening, it's getting busier. There's people up on stage, music, performances, um, all that fun stuff. Uh, let's see something. All right. Uh, so as you guys just, you're, you've spent the day there. Are you drinking or are you not drinking? I'm always drinking. All right. Water, water, are we, are we, where are we not drinking? Since I started drinking at like ten in the morning, <laughs> yeah, there was, there was every bar you guys went into ordered a drink. No, I order water <laughs> or coffee or tea. There you go. Okay, so you guys are just you spend your day drinking. Uh, I need all of you to make Constitution saving throws. What? We'll say you're gonna make. Um... I'm not drinking alcohol. Oh, you're not drinking alcohol, Steel Scar? No. Okay, I, but Elmer was. I think Elamir was in Levy were, right? Oh, I'm definitely making it. Okay. I got an eleven. Okay. <laughs> how many how many how many rolls? Just one? Roll one. Can I roll like an inside of something to see how drunk they get? I got a three. Okay. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll a second one. Each of you. Oh. Oof. I got a thirteen. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, so as the day progresses, Steel Scar, uh, go ahead and roll insight, actually. All right. So. Inside. Hey, my yeah. insight's actually pretty good. There you go. 21. 21, okay. Uh, so as the day progresses and your companions are drinking and you guys are just having a good time relaxing and enjoying not having something on your plate right now, you're kind of just waiting, right? Um, you can tell that Elamir seems to be doing alright. He's handling his drinks pretty well. Levy, on the other hand, uh, seems to be struggling. Uh, he's starting to slur his speech and starting to... Yeah, guys, I got a song for you. I got a song for <laughs> you. Friendly I want to play a song. Friendly with everybody. You want to play a song? Yeah, I play a song because right. I'm drunk. So. Go ahead and roll performance with disadvantage. <laughs> 20. 20, wow. All right, so... With the disadvantage. So you guys, so you guys are just sitting there. It's getting close to dark outside, right? As Levy just pulls out, what do you play? You have a lute. I have a lute, a drum, or a flute. What do you want? Yeah, what, what instrument? Mm. Are you using? I'm gonna use the lute. Lute. All it, right. 
it's a good last night in town <laughs> instrument. All right, so you guys watch as Levy just. <laughs> yeah, there we go. One of those. Yeah, you but I can't watch. play any instruments. Cody should have been the bard. <laughs> uh, so Levy just whips out his loot that he's been carrying around, stands up on the table, and just proceeds to start singing a song and putting on this performance. And you were expecting it to not be that good because he is drunk, but. It seems that he may perform just as good or not, if not better, while drunk. And he <laughs> proceeds to just, you know, just this big crescendo and just a big ending. And he's singing his heart out and everyone in the, the tavern is kind of cheering and raising their mugs up to him and having a good old time. Um, it's just a very enjoyable, fun atmosphere. Um, and Levy, you finish it out and you, in your drunken state, no that you destroyed that, and that was amazing. <laughs> there you go. Nailed then you guys watch as, as Steel Scar, there you go. Or Steel Scar, sorry. Levy makes his way down. You have people like clapping you on the shoulder, like, hey, good job, yeah! Uh, just having a good old time. Um, and as you kind of sit down and you guys are just collecting your thoughts, you hear off to the side another crowd kind of gathered around and you can hear kind of silence for a second and you hear like a thump into some sort of wood or something as the, the group nearby just lets out a, oh yeah Ooh. sounds like fun <laughs> <laughs> all right levy is interested and what are you what are you doing walking hey. over Right. And, really and, no, no, no. As, as he's walking over, I I know that he's like super drunk, right? Mm, oh yeah, you see him like stumbling. I, oh, yeah. He's like grabbing people by the shoulders to pull himself through. Be, like as he walks past me, I actually put my arm in front of him and I just stop him where he's at. Ah, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I I just give him a hug because I think he's giving me a hug. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you give buddy, a hug, buddy. I think you've had enough for today. Okay. I, I don't know what's going on over there, but <laughs> did he just pass that in my arm? <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. back. What? No, he's back. Uh, uh, let me help you to your room. I think you need to sleep whatever it is that you have going on away right now. Steel scars. Steel scars. Been my dream to be carried like a princess. Can you fulfill my dream? Please. <laughs> well, I'm like calmly, sophisticatedly <laughs> handling my wine. I'm just gonna go walk over to the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ella, when you make way to the to the crowd, uh, Steel Scar and Levy, what is <laughs> what is happening here? Steel Scar. I, I, I pick up Levy, <laughs> and I throw him over my shoulder. Oh, the wench carry. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! You hear Levy say that. <laughs> Can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah, there you go. I don't know. He's slurring this. And I, I look oh. at uh, I look at Elamir and I'm like, I'll be back. I gotta take this guy. <laughs> I gotta take this one to sleep because he's out of it. Alright. So Steel Scar, you proceed to carry Levy up the steps. Levy just are you just going with the flow? Oh, I'm going with it. All right. Woo! I'm waving to everyone as I go by. <laughs> everyone, like, sees you getting carried up the steps, and they're like, yeah! 
yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. All right, so Steelscar, you take him to his room and proceed to throw him on the bed and make your way out. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I throw him in bed, but like, just sleep it off. You'll be better in the morning. <laughs> All right. We got, a, we got an important trip to go through, so I need you at 100%. All right, Levy. Night, just, friend. Night, friend. Just passing out. All right, Levy. Levy, just you see him just kind of pass out on the bed as you make your way back downstairs. Um, all right, so Elamir, you make your way over to the crowd. Yes. Um, so you see a small group of patrons gathered around. Uh, they're all staring at the wall, and on the wall you can see is a cruelly drawn target on it. Um, as you see one of the patrons pull back a dagger and throw it as it goes flying toward the wall. Let's see how well he does. Uh, you see it just stick in the wall. Uh, so if the rings have, let's see, there are one, two, three, four, five. So there's a bullseye, then there is a red ring, a blue ring, a yellow ring, and then a miss. Um, mm-hmm. So this guy, you watch as he throws it, and it just hits the blue ring, um, which is the so it's bullseye, red ring, blue ring, yellow ring, uh, and the crowd kind of lets out a yeah, woo! Uh, and the person that you're watching is a male half elf, as he kind of turns the crowd and walks up, gets the dagger. <laughs> And makes his way back um, to the to the group, and the crowd seem to be very entertained by this guy's uh, skills. As he pulls back his arm and throws the dagger again. Uh, this time, though, kind of misses, lands off target, and the crowd kind of lets out, "Oh!" And then you see as someone else kind of steps forward and it takes a turn. Uh, it seems like they're just having fun throwing, you know, daggers into the target. Do I see any sort of, like, money being exchanged? <laughs> uh, no, you don't see any money being exchanged currently, no. Okay. Um, are there... I don't know. I guess I'll, I'll wait for the second guy to, to throw and see what he does. Okay. All right, so the second guy walks up, takes a throw... Uh, so this one is going to hit the blue ring as well. And then he walks up, grabs his dagger, and he's going to throw it again. Seems that they get, like, two shots on it. Uh, so this one will be the blue ring again. So it seemed to have done better than the first, the half-elf. And the crowd is right. kind of like, ah, oh, yeah. Um, I guess I can, uh make my presence known and ask them if uh, they're they're wagering on this uh, this competition they've got going here. <laughs> Are you asking the elf or the the guy, the human? I'll ask the, uh, the, the human who just won. Okay. He's like, no would have any betting, no wagers. I'm not opposed, though. Do you have a wager you wanted to make? How about 50? Ooh. 50? Gold pieces? Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Heavy hitter right see there. The, you can kind of hear the crowd kind of around. He's like, 
It's a little too expensive for my blood. We make it 20. All right, 20. Peasant. No, I'm just kidding. Elamir would say. That would be. Isn't he an elf? He is an elf. Yes. Uh, talking Body. to a human. There you go. Um, he's like, all right, 20 gold. And looks at the half elf. He's like, are you in? And the half elf, kind of nods. So they each put in 20 gold, and you're putting in 20 gold as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so we will say we'll do half elf, you human. Sound good? Yeah. All right, half elf's going first. He walks up, pulls out his dagger, stares at the bullseye for a second, lining it up, and takes a shot. That is going to be so that one lands in the blue ring. Um, he walks up, grabs his dagger, makes his way back, lines it up, takes another shot. Uh, this one hits the bullseye. Ooh. Alright, you're up. Alright, so I'm gonna take my fancy new Encore dagger here. I'm just rolling an attack roll. Yep, uh, so you're gonna roll, yep, pretty much just an attack roll. Okay. And then... Am I adding modifiers to it? Uh, so it's whatever you would... Oh, so you're adding your proficiency bonus and your dexterity modifier, so... Okay. Proficiency at this point is probably like two or three, or three or four. Three. Three, three. and then your dex is what, three or four? Yeah. Okay, so it's like so, six or seven, whatever your dex is. Yeah, it's seven. Okay. I rolled an 18 plus seven. All right. You throw and then Encore gives me a plus one. All right. You throw it as it lands right into the bullseye. All right. The crowd just says, oh. I'll walk up and retrieve it rather than it coming back to me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You walk up, grab the dagger, make your second attack. Uh, it's 16 plus 8. 24. That will be another bullseye. Yeah. Alright, so the crowd seems impressed by your performance, and next up is the human. But do you go get your knife or does it come back to you this yeah. time? Yeah. I'll, I'll go get it again. <laughs> he doesn't want to show off. Alright, so the human, the first throw is a bullseye. Alright, he walks up, seems proud of himself, grabs a dagger, makes his way back, takes another throw. This one is again a bullseye. Ooh. Uh, so at this point, the half elf is out. And we got a dagger off. The human, so the crowd seems to be getting really excited about this. Uh, and so the human leans you and he says, All right, how about you throw one? I throw one. You throw one, I throw one. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. So me first? Yep. All right. Ooh, that one wasn't as good. Uh, it is a 12. Okay, 12 will be... Let me just keep it track for 12 is... Uh, so you land in the yellow ring. So if you remember, there's a bullseye, red, blue, yellow, so you're in the outer ring. Okay. You just got it. Alright, so he's gonna go. Oh, he throws it and it just sinks into the wall 
like outside the yellow ring. He did roll the natural one on that, so Oof. it actually, Oof. yeah, it, it was lucky it even made it into the thing. All right, and again, I've not magically retrieved any of these yet. Yep. Uh, but my last one, I rolled an 11 plus eight, so 19. 19, all right, that will be the red ring. All right, and now he's up. Rolled an 18, so he's gonna hit a bullseye. All right, you guys are still tied, actually. So, at this point, he's like, how about just one dagger? All right. One throw. One dagger. All right. One shot. One opportunity. <laughs> Go ahead and I roll. rolled a math 17. 17. All right. That will be the red ring again. All right. That's his turn. This time he throws it, and it just ding, hits the wall and falls to the ground. And he rolled another natural one. Ooh. All right. Sucks to be you. The crowd just kind of lets out a round of applause. Ah, yeah! Uh, as Elamir, you have gotten yourself an extra... So you got 40, 40 gold. gold. Yeah. Yeah. 60 gold, but you put in 20, so it's, you gained 40. Right. Falling! All right. The crowd seemed to enjoy that as they... Um, continue their drinks and their festivities what would you guys like to do the rest of your night uh did i see this oh yeah yeah yeah, you made your way down there it wasn't long to get put levy to bed all right so as as i uh as i finish watching pretty impressive what you can do with knife thank you thank you it's, uh, I'll, I'll credit the magic dagger. It probably helped. Uh, I saw you walking up to it to retrieve it. Pretty smart move on your part. Yeah, I didn't need anybody to steal it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe we'll save that for when we actually go into combat. Or when I'm bored. <laughs> Throw it at the wall, call it back. Yeah, just <laughs> <laughs> bouncing a tennis ball. Well, um, hopefully things go smooth for us on this trip. Kind of excited to leave town, being here for a while. I'm not the kind of person that likes to stay put in one place for too long. Agreed, agreed. Not used to being in one place for too long either. Uh, also, if Levy doesn't remember what happened tonight, do not remind him, please. Of <laughs> him getting drunk I'm and singing us a, a song. No, of him asking me to carry him like a princess. Because oh. <laughs> he said that pretty loud. <laughs> he probably drunkenly read it in the magic book and sent it to our boss. <laughs> Uh, well, he's the only one that has authority over that book, so that's between him and the boss. Levy's yeah. up there writing, text messaging Grogger. <laughs> <laughs> he's drawing a picture of it. 
nice. Yeah. Um, I would like to return to my room. I've had enough fun. All right. Yep, and I will also be calling you a night towards the end of the day. All right, so you guys both make your way back to your rooms. Um, Rest your head, preparing for your adventure tomorrow. The sense of adventure, like Turtle said, kind of there, ready to move on, do something different, get out of the city of Esrim and out into Thane. And I think that is where we will wrap up our session for tonight. Nice. Cool beans. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, hopefully we'll get this on YouTube soon, and then we will. We, got, we have a few episodes we need to push off to the podcast, so we'll do that as soon as well. Um, thank you so much, you guys. Have a good night. Have a good night. See you. Good night. Thanks for listening to the Adventure with Advantage podcast. You can catch us live on Saturday nights at twitch.tv forward slash AWA underscore D&D.